This is Money Guide with Mary Stirk from Stirk Financial Services. Now, here's Mary Stirk. Welcome to Money Guide with Mary Stirk, and today we are talking about holiday spending mistakes. I think that a lot of us sometimes uh, get in a little over our head with holiday spending, and I kind of want to just talk about what's the best way to approach this, right. what are some common mistakes people make, and go from there. Okay. And today I have with me Amy McFarland. Amy does business development with Stirk Financials, so Good welcome, morning, Amy. Mary. <laughs> All right, so here's the reason that I wanted to do a show on holiday spending mistakes. I had some clients come in to visit after the holidays last year Mm -hmm. and in their wonderful excitement to bestow gifts on their family and friends, (laughs) which quite frankly was mostly spoiling their grandchildren. And I totally get that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. But anyway, they ran up over $20,000 on their credit cards. And I'm guessing that there's some listeners out there that can relate to running up their credit cards or getting into a situation where they maybe overspend on gifts. And what that did for this particular couple was that they were living on a fixed income and having all of a sudden this $20,000 bill was creating a problem because now they had to pay it off and it was, you know, high payments on these credit cards. Yep. So Mm -hmm. we had to create a plan to figure out how to do that without decimating their retirement plan. So I don't want any listeners' retirement plan to be, like, knocked off tilt because of holiday shopping. So we've got some great holiday spending mistakes to avoid. Right. You might think I sound like the Grinch. (laughs) Amy, you can be Mr. Scrooge and I'll be the Grinch. How about that? Oh, all right. Yay. (laughs) All right. So here is holiday spending mistake number one, shopping at the last minute. Yeah. So when you shop at the last minute, you're first of all more likely to just buy the first item you see. You're not comparison shopping. You're not price comparing. You're not doing anything like that. So I think that if you um, actually shop ahead of time and men listening out there, I'm talking (laughs) to you. You're the Christmas Eve shoppers by and large. Um, You generally avoid spending more than you planned. And you also oftentimes will buy a gift that's a little bit more thoughtful and planned out because you did do it ahead of time. It wasn't a last minute purchase. No, that's that's so true. And you probably don't have a list when you're shopping last. Yeah. <laughs> Just names, not actual yes, goods. Yes, that's you know. right. It's the mm-hmm. name. I need something for this person. Yeah. Oh, that would work for them. I'm going to buy yes. it regardless of the price because, you know, our Christmas celebration's in two hours. Have you ever driven by a jewelry store on December 24th? <laughs> Packed. They are pretty busy. <laughs> I'm going to have to tell my boyfriend, Darlo, that, you know, any time he wants to go to a jewelry yes. store is okay with me. <laughs> which brings us to the next tip, which is going without a plan. So if you go shopping and you don't have a plan, you're going to risk spending too much. You're going to be overwhelmed. And quite possibly you might forget someone, which my husband and I did that. We had a brand oh, no. new nephew and the day of Christmas, we thought, <gasps> Oh my gosh, what's even open? So we sent, uh, we went to Walgreens <laughs> <laughs> and got him a large stuffed animal and spent way too much on it. You there know, you go. The same thing. Yeah. Or you get into a position where you're like, oh, well, I guess cash will work. And then you end up giving more cash than exactly. you maybe would have spent on a gift. Right? right. It's so true. So the tip here is when you're shopping for multiple people, make your list of everyone you need to buy for. 
gift ideas for each and a spending limit for each. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And and I know that sounds kind of funny, but I think most people do that, right? I might spend twenty dollars on this person and eighty dollars on this person. Yes. And you know, a billion dollars on my grandchild. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's well, that is true. And I uh, I have been accused by my daughters that I buy more for one than the other, and it's not what it is is. If during the year I see something on sale and I buy it and I put it aside, which is great, but maybe you lump up more for one because you get them more. Mm -hmm. They're easier. I mean, as in get them, like understand them. Yeah. So that kind of ties right into our next tip is that... If you've ever shopped for kids, you know about this philosophy of trying to make it even. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that can really be a spending mistake if you have overbought for one and then you kind of true up the others. All of a sudden you just spent way more than you wanted to. Yes. So um, I totally understand the idea of trying to make it even from a parental perspective, but avoid buying just one more gift for kids okay. and just to, you know, make them feel like they have the same number of presents under the gotcha. tree or the same dollar amount spent. Mm-hmm. I think that flip-flops as kids get older, right? So, like, yes. when they're little, if they all have six presents under the tree, that seems they're even okay. regardless of mm-hmm. what they are. But when they're, you know... 18 or 27, they start thinking, wow, did mom just yeah. spend, you they know, get a lot more money on right. them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why did I get a toothbrush? <laughs> right. So if you're going to make it even, then that's really important to have a spending limit on people to say, well, I can spend this and then I'm not going to go over that for anybody, no matter who it is. Okay. Even my grandchild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just remember that, Mary. We'll have I to know. talk this about that in January. <laughs> And another good one, and I am guilty of this, is the impulse buying, which is where you see an item first, and then you think about who you could buy it for. Mm -hmm. And the tip on this list is if they weren't on your gift list, and then you think of them later, maybe consider... A little gift of sweat equity, like fixing them cookies or holiday there treats. There you go. Instead. I think that's a great idea. You know, I, I, I have a very small Christmas list. Uh-huh. Like, I, for people who I buy gifts for, it's literally my family. Mm-hmm. And I have one friend that I exchange a Christmas gift with. Now, mm-hmm. I do different things for clients and things like that. that that's kind of work. But right. for my personal Christmas gift list... I have a very small list. Sure. Um, And then my family has done things like now that there's a lot of grandkids and great grandkids and things like that, um, siblings pick siblings and exchange with them instead of exchanging with everybody. Yes. Um, Everybody gives to the grandkids. Sure. Um, But I will also tell you that the gift that I give to all of my nieces and nephews, which are the grandkids, is I give them a gift of money into their 529 college plan. Oh, of course you do, Aunt Mary. (laughs) You can guess who manages that. (laughs) Well, and, you know, we have a rule in our house with nieces and nephews. Once you hit 18, you you don't receive gifts from the aunts and uncles anymore. Ah, interesting. Okay. We ran into a problem where my husband bakes bread, and we baked, oh, it's he so baked good. bread, and we delivered it around, and I have a friend. And so this ties back into your thing. You have your short list of people you mm-hmm. actually buy gifts for. The problem with this is, and I've been the recipient of someone who always brought around a cheese ball, and it's great. But then you don't do it one year. Like, hey, 
Where's my bread? Where's my, Where's my bread? cheese ball? <laughs> Did I fall off the list? Generosity back in your face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So what I do with this 529 is I have it set up. I actually put money into it every month. But then at Christmas time, I cut out what the balance is okay. in their 529. And I put that in a Christmas card for oh. them. And here's the thing. I am 100% sure that I'm not the favorite aunt at Christmas. <laughs> For the kids, I'm also 100% sure I'm the favorite sibling. <laughs> right. Because my sister and my brother are like, wow, thank you. That's awesome. And their kids have a billion other gifts that they're happy right. with and fun with. Now that they won't remember will, right, next yeah. year. Mm -hmm. Their kids will appreciate this when they get older. And I just think that's great. Yeah, you know? it is. It's so. Yeah, it's really a gift of love. Yeah. And yeah. then I also am always on budget because I just put money into that every month. I know exactly how much I'm going to put into that. And then I just share it with them at Christmas time that I've done that again. Right. So, okay. So why are we talking about this? The reason we're talking about this is because according to American Research Group, the average amount of spending that a human being does for Christmas each year is $882 worth. Hmm. Now, for some people listening, that's just a drop in the bucket. No big deal. For some people listening, $882 is their rent for the month. Mm -hmm. And so um, this is why I think that it's important. And whether you have a little bit of money or whether you're wealthy and have a lot of money, I still think that holiday spending is something to pay attention to. Right. So, okay. And again, why do I care about this? Because I don't want it to derail your retirement. <laughs> <laughs> and right. speaking of retirement, we have a seminar coming up on January 12th. It's a great way to kick off the new year for um, thinking about your finances. And you can go out to our website at starkfinancialservices.com and register for that retirement readiness seminar. I think it'll be a fantastic way for you to start focusing in on things after you've done all of your holiday spending. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. All right. So for those of you, though, who are like ready to get a jump start and are thinking about finances now before Christmas, um, we are participating in the whole holiday craziness of mm -hmm. having something available. But I've decided instead of jacking up your holiday spending, I'm going to give you something for free. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yay. So the book I recently wrote, How to Pull or Ready to Pull the Retirement Trigger, is going to be available on Amazon for free for five days. Okay. It started yesterday, and it's going to be for free on Amazon until Tuesday of this week. So Black Friday through... Black Friday through Cyber Monday. <laughs> okay, <laughs> And it's great. free. I'm not okay. going to charge anybody anything from it. You can get the link on my website. It'll take you right to Amazon where you can download the free ebook for that. And um, let this be the one gift that I'm giving to you right now that will make you be thinking about your holiday spending, but also think way beyond that, yes, too. Yes, that's wonderful. That's sound advice, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Money Guide with Mary Stirk. And today we are talking about holiday spending mistakes. Um, we talked about the fact that most people spend an average of $882 um, for Christmas spending, which for some people is no big deal and for some people is a huge deal. Mm -hmm. But I, I want to say that all these little tips that we're giving you are some things that you can think about. But I also want to give some very direct advice with this. Have a plan and stick to your budget. I mean, this is what it comes down to, right? If you plan ahead, 
who you're buying for, what your spending amount is that you're likely to do. I think that you avoid a lot of these mistakes. Absolutely. But, um, you know, while this show is airing for the first time today, then there's a lot of people out shopping and are overspending right now. So Your wives. <laughs> <laughs> so these are good things to think about. All right. So let's touch base on um, a few different other holiday spending mistakes, and then we'll give you some tips to avoid them. All right. So the first one that I want to talk about is going overboard on gift wrap. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I'm preaching to the choir here. So I think this one's kind of interesting because some people are very attracted to the beauty and the, you know, kind of the prettiness of Mm -hmm. great gift wrap and stuff like that. Um, But... (laughs) It's easy to rack up like a hundred or to two hundred dollars worth of charges for gift bags, wrapping paper, wine bags, things like that. Yes. And really, if you're trying to find a way to cut back, this is the place. Yeah. You will not remember your gift wrap. Right. So the best gift wrapped present that I had ever gotten was that somebody wrapped all the Christmas gifts in the funny papers from the newspaper. Oh, clever. Yeah, super clever with just like some yarn wrapped around it. I mean, definitely a different look than the glitzy glamour of some different gifts that, you know, I've seen. But I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. And then I had another person that um, they used it as like a family... time to connect uh, with their kids or with their grandkids. And they took like rolls of old um, craft paper, butcher paper type stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they had their grandkids just stencil and paint different things on them. And they used that for it. We have done that. Super cute. Yes, it is. So that is much more economical than spending hundreds of dollars on fancy gift wrap. But again, that goes (laughs) back to having a plan, you know, being well thought out. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. So that's an area that you can avoid, you know, overspending. Okay. So, um, Amy, let's talk about the next one. I'm going to let okay. you take that one. All right. <laughs> Great. The one, Okay. So mm-hmm. how about shopping and negative emotions? And right. we all know these emotions. There's the guilt, there's the panic or the ugly mob mentality. Right. So yes. the worst time to go shopping for holiday things is when you're feeling guilty Oh. If you feel like you're a bad parent, if you feel like you're a bad grandparent, if you feel like you're a bad boyfriend, girlfriend, spouse, whatever, if you're yes. feeling guilty about something, do not go shop. Yes. <laughs> Money does not equal love or affection. Exactly. You know? And that's, that's, but that's what I think a lot of um, retailers prey upon. Oh, yeah. The, um, the whole Black Friday, yes. The whole these giant long lines at retail stores, things like that, are all set up to create an emotionally charged situation. Mob mentality. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, really, there's been years where people have getting women are getting in fist fights over tickle me Elmos. I remember when that was happening, and it's like, come on, that's crazy, right? But it's you're set up for this. The, right. the big retailers have figured out what the psychological impact is of offering a deal. Right. That's so good that somebody's willing to be in line at four o'clock in the morning after Thanksgiving or now even willing to start shopping Thanksgiving evening. Oh, my gosh. I know. And when you see someone else grabbing for something, you think, oh, wait, what am I missing out on? Maybe yes. that's that's something I should be getting, too. Right. Exactly. And here's the thing. Online shoppers are not immune to this. Okay. So when you're tired or you've had a few glasses of wine <laughs> and you're sh- yeah, surfing not the Internet shop. around the holiday time, it's like, oh, this 
is a great deal. I have to have this. Yes, exactly. Yes. Right. So here's the solution. If right. you're feeling guilty or if you're feeling like you might be getting swept up in the mob mentality of holiday shopping, just try to take a little bit of a time out. Perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if you just wait 20 minutes just to decide if you really want that, mm-hmm. that is a great way to um, kind of set a barometer for whether or not this is going to get bought. Right. You know, they suggest you don't use a large shopping cart if you're only buying a few things. However, I have to say the shopping cart is a good idea because you see everything in there and you can kind of take stock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah. All right. So that leads us into the next one, which is confusing buying with celebrating. Okay. <laughs> and I think that's a really interesting thing. So I have a person in my family who... Um, kind of looks at life as a celebration. There's always something to celebrate, which is okay. awesome. Yeah. But for them, celebrating is usually includes some giant, crazy, amazing meal, mm. right? Oh. <laughs> so for a lot of people, though, like the shopping is entertaining and it feels celebratory. You're thinking ahead about how great this is going to be. The giving is very celebratory. The family events are very celebratory. But don't confuse buying with celebrating. Okay. Right. So whether you gave somebody a $5 gift or a $5,000 gift, the celebration can still be the same. And spending time with the ones you love doing things that don't have to cost a lot of money can be the same. Hey, you can listen to music. Mm-hmm. Um, you can drive around and look at the lights. That's always really a nice thing to do. Yeah. You know? So here's a fun challenge. Um, sometimes people set ridiculously low level spending limits as a family challenge and Mm -hmm. then they challenge themselves to what else can they do? Okay. Um, you know, so like what if you only spent a hundred dollars on Christmas or something like that and, and then you figured out what else you like to do? Um, my family, um, has had an inequality in like, uh, a sibling and then their spouse because not everybody was always married. Okay. And so, like, if I was oh, giving to sure. my sister and her spouse was giving to my spouse, if I didn't have a spouse, which, you know, which I don't right now, then um, instead that they would give a gift to the family and it was always a family game. Okay. And then we would play that game the whole time that we were oh, together. Oh, sure. Which I have way more memories of having fun playing that game yes. than I do of the actual gifts that people gave me. So... <sighs> Just keep that's that in really mind. That's really true. Because you had an experience. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's more memorable. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So, okay. The last thing that we're going to talk about that's a holiday mistake is racking up your credit cards <laughs> to pay for the holiday spending. This is a really bad idea. So a lot of people um, do this, and it's not a wise idea. So maxing out your cards is not very smart. And if you remember from past shows, there's a limit on your credit card. And the limit I'm talking about isn't what they'll let you spend. Exactly. The limit on your credit card that I'm talking about is if you don't if you go over this limit, you're going to get a ding on your credit report. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that magical number is 30%. Yes. So, you really want to try to not charge up more than 30% of the available credit on any credit card at any given time. If you do, you're going to go over that limit and you're going to have a black mark on your credit. Okay. Okay. So if you have a $1,000 limit on your credit card, that means 300 bucks. Yes. If you have a $10,000 limit on that, it means 3000 bucks. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of available credit left and I get that it's tempting to use, 
but that this is not the time to do that. That is so true. <laughs> so a lot of people will get low limit cards and then max mm-hmm. them out. That is a bad plan for your credit mm-hmm. connected to the holidays. Yes, right. The other thing is a lot of people open up just a whole bunch of store credit cards around the holiday time. And the reason why is because they give you discounts, right? Yes. So if you go to the store and you buy $300 worth of stuff, you can get 10, 15% off if you just open this store credit card, which is very tempting. But every time you apply for credit, your score takes a small ding. So if you've just done this 10 times at 10 different stores, then that can have a noticeable impact on your credit. Okay. Okay. So I think that that's something just to keep in mind. Okay. Another thing that people do, though, is that they panic ahead of time and they close a bunch of credit cards because they're afraid they're going to overspend for the holidays. (laughs) (laughs) So they're trying to prevent it. The (laughs) takeaway. Yeah. So um, then it's not necessarily a bad idea to close your cards because... But if you do, you have to think about the fact that you're lowering the total amount of credit that you have available. And so every dollar that you do put on it is moving you more towards being above that 30% rate in totality. Okay. So just... Oh, I didn't think about that. Don't necessarily Mm -hmm. just close a whole bunch all at once right before the holidays. So, Okay. okay. And then the last credit problem is that um, there's this thing called... Deferred interest. Ooh. Get it now. Don't pay for six months. No interest in the next six months. If you have it paid off in six months, then there will be no interest on this. Very tempting for people. Very bad idea. Why do people do this? Mm -hmm. Because they know that most people don't pay it off within that six months. Absolutely. And they sock them with a massive amount of credit. It's like the 90 days, same as credit. I just saw something come in the mail about that the other day. They're bankrolling that you will not get that paid off in 90 days. And most people won't. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the credit mistakes to try to avoid. All right. So go out to our website. Check out the link to Amazon for our free ebook, Ready to Pull the Retirement Trigger. You can download that off Amazon now until Tuesday. And that is my gift to you to help you prepare for the Ready for Retirement Seminar that we have coming up in January. Thanks for listening to Money Guide with Mary Stirk and have a fabulous time shopping for your holidays without (laughs) making spending mistakes. The views expressed are not necessarily the opinion of your audio provider and should not be construed directly or indirectly as an offer to buy or sell any securities or services mentioned herein. Investing is subject to risks, including loss of principal invested. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. No strategy can assure a profit nor protect against loss. Please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should only be relied upon when coordinated with individual professional advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered through Woodbury Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Insurance offered through Sturk Financial Services, which is not affiliated with Woodbury Financial. Sturk Financial Services is located at 350 Oak Tree Lane, Suite 150, Dakota Dunes, South Dakota, 57049, and can be reached at 605-217-3555.